Spartan Pride Podcast, Fans First Sports Network, Jonathan Shop with you today previewing Spartans at Ohio State, Michigan State, going to the shoe, Buckeyes number one in the country, looking down the road to what they must do to get in position to get to another college football playoff. This has been a measuring stick game and really the true measuring stick game for a long time around Michigan State football. No disrespect to the Michigan rivalry, but records are records, championships are championships. And then you look at the situation with Michigan State and Ohio State, you go right back to 2006. The end of the John L. Smith era, Ohio State 38-7, Spartan Stadium cleared out so people could watch the Tigers clinch a World Series trip. And when Mark D'Antonio came to Michigan State, he essentially established very clearly, we know what's happening with Notre Dame on the schedule and how they're getting off the schedule. Michigan is our top rival. But the measuring stick, folks, there really never was a question. It was Ohio State. So historically, what you saw was a competitive game in D'Antonio's first year. They get trashed in his second. The third year, if you remember, a windy one. Wildly windy. Mike Sadler making a hell of a play. Kirk Cousins throwing the ball in a wind. Ohio State in disarray. Michigan State wins that one. Then you get to the start of the Meyer D'Antonio era of the Big Ten, and there's no question who played for more during that era. Nobody. It was Ohio State and Michigan State running the show. We've revisited this on this show before, but Coach Barnett just revisited it this week, so might as well take a look again. You've got the 2012 game, the controversial one-point win, the Big Ten Championship in 13, the game in 14, which I reported after the game how big a turn that was when a touchdown was called back. Mark Staten went wild at halftime on Michigan. Well, not wild, but you know, mentioned on the radio as he's walking off the half that that should have been a touchdown. I thought to myself, well, maybe that was just his opinion. But here comes Coach Barnett this week, this many years later, saying, no, we should have won in 14. Also, the coming out game for JT Barrett. 15, the practically miraculous option festival. What a performance at the point of attack by Michigan State. 16, Michigan State goes for the win. They probably should not have. That really was the end of the Meyer D'Antonio era, the, the best of it. And then it starts to tilt in a hurry. And that's why this game this week matters, because it's a measuring stick, and it's going to be a real disappointing measuring stick in too many ways. Ohio State has destroyed Michigan State in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. We're going to talk about this game, what it means for Michigan State football, on this edition of the Spartan Pride Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Fans First Sports Network. Part of the reason Mel Tucker was brought to Michigan State was to restore the competitive balance in the Big Ten East. And it was going to start without any question up front. I talked to Urban Meyer and Mark D'Antonio each year during the D'Antonio Meyer era. And it became very clear that this thing began up front. And when Michigan State could compete with Ohio State, they could compete with them up front. Now, in 2017, 2018, maybe 2019, Michigan State could compete on one side of the ball. They could not compete on the other. 
So Mel Tucker's brought in with the idea that he's going to restore their ability to compete up front, understanding how critical that is. I worked on questions for Tucker's first interview after he was named head coach at Michigan State. He understood the importance of getting competitive up front. That's where it starts in the Big Ten East. That's where it's always going to start at the top of the Big Ten as the divisions go away, at least temporarily. 2021, Michigan State gets destroyed by Ohio State, but has a great year. And what you're really looking at is a game I was at last year at Michigan State. It was really set up to be a measuring stick game. How would Michigan State measure up with Ohio State up front? Well, by that point in the season, things had not gone the Spartans' way. They weren't a good enough team, and they got essentially destroyed. What's going to happen this year is probably not going to be pretty either. The offense is going to have a real problem moving the ball. And without that ability to move the ball, they're probably going to struggle to score on Ohio State again. They have not scored more than 24 points against Ohio State since 2014. It's very unlikely that that's going to happen this week. Michigan State's going to have a hard time running the ball. Their rush offense is 117th in the country. Ohio State's rush defense. And look, I don't care what the game is. This is a great place to start. Great place to start. Just by checking these out. Ohio State rush defense is 25th. It's going to be beyond difficult for Michigan State to move the ball and score. They're going to need some breaks. They're going to need to absolutely avoid being themselves. Or this one is going to get going the wrong direction in a hurry. And there's not going to be an easy way out for the Spartan offense. Again, really bad look for the leadership of Michigan State's offense. Really difficult times. Chris Kaplovic at one time was courted by Southern Cal and Georgia to take over their offensive line positions. That's not going to happen after this year. It's not all his fault, but it is his record. And this is could be a really rough finish of the season. Michigan State. You want a measuring stick, though, if you're the Michigan State players? Here it is. You're going to face the best team in the country. One of the best for years. Let's see how you measure up. On the other side of the ball, the defense is going to have their hands full. Ohio State's offense is starting to get things going. You know, their quarterback, Luke McCord, he was a freshman. We saw freshman looking stuff earlier this year. Not as much anymore. And the Buckeyes are 31st in total offense, or sorry, scoring offense right now. They have been doing enough to get to the top of the college football playoff, which suggests to you that they're good at all phases of the offense. They're good at blocking. They're good at the skill positions. Their quarterback play is good, and they're certainly very well coached. This is going to be the toughest offense that Michigan State plays during the year. And again, it's a terrific measuring stick. Special teams is very unlikely to come into play in this game because this is not a game on paper that you would think would be very close. But if you're Michigan State, again, how do you measure up? How do you block? How do you tackle? How do you stay in your lanes on punts? Jonathan Kim, this is going to be a featured game. It's going to be on national TV at night with extra eyeballs on it. Maybe he has a couple of big kicks that suggest, again, that he is a future kicker in the NFL. This is really a chance for... Michigan State in spots to prove that there is talent on the roster, that there is a future if they can get numbers. They are, in many ways, 
advertising their head coaching job, which is very strange, but this is, of course, a very strange era of college football. The special teams for Michigan State is going to have to get better if they're ever going to have a chance to beat Ohio State again during these 2020s. I certainly expect they will. Things in college football change so fast, as we all know, but they're not going to change really, really quickly this week. It's going to be very tough sledding for Michigan State. The special teams has to avoid giving up one of those type of plays that basically determines that this game is pretty much over. And we've seen those happen in the past. I'd be watching for that, especially early. What can Michigan State do to stay in this one early? Make sure special teams does not get in the way and cost them serious points. We're previewing Michigan State at Ohio State, Saturday night, NBC. This is Spartan Pride Podcast. At the top of the show, we talked about what this was for Michigan State. This was a measuring stick game. By this point in the Mel Tucker era, you would have hoped Michigan State would have a real chance to beat Ohio State, a real chance to compete with Ohio State. That's what the goal was. That's not going to happen this year unless something unbelievably miraculous occurs. One of the big reasons is there's not enough physical talent on the Michigan State roster at this time. Now, I'm not saying that there's not enough size and strength. There is more than certainly at the end of the D'Antonio era, but this has not really been developed at all. And it starts in the trenches, and while you see development in a hurry on the side of the defensive line, you really are left wondering why Michigan State has not been able to beef up enough to compete on the offensive side. One-on-one matchups are clearly in favor of the Buckeyes. Urban Meyer really recruited very well as far as athletes go. Ryan Day, you know, when it's all said and done, folks, Ryan Day is arguably going to be looked at as the number one takeover job, if you will. A guy that took over a program that was running at the highest level. It didn't go backward with Ryan Day. And while extremely old former coaches who left their schools in deep, deep, dark scandals earlier this year questioned how tough Ohio State was, that seems like a kind of foolish foolish call at this time. This is not the same Buckeye teams that Ryan Day's had in the past. I got to be honest with you. I think you probably think the same. I still cannot believe Ohio State did not beat Georgia last year. I still can't believe it. Bad luck for the Buckeyes. This time a second injury and then maybe a bad first and second down play call set up a, a field goal that was too long that was pulled left. But It'd be nuts to think Ohio State has not finished two of the last four seasons thinking we had the best team in the country. They did. It's still amazing. They came so close and should have beaten Georgia in a road bowl game. That game was in the Georgia Dome. That's not a neutral site. Wouldn't be any neutral site if they were playing that game in Cincinnati or in Cleveland either, would it? One-on-ones, the Buckeyes have an edge. Let's see how many Spartans measure up. There's 11 guys on the field at the time. It's going to be very difficult for them to have... It's going to be very difficult for them to to have a majority of players in any given play with a clear advantage. Let's see if they can hang with Ohio State and how long they can hang with them physically. Intangible-wise, it's all Buckeyes. They're chasing. Ryan Day decided to stay at Ohio State. I don't think it was the right idea. I think he probably should have looked and gone to the NFL, but he has stayed there. It appears he has stayed there for one reason. He wants to win a national title. This is 
again a November where he is in position to do so. The last thing he wants to do is have some kind of remarkable trip and fall. If you lost a game to Michigan State, given where Ohio State is right now, that would be shocking and extraordinarily crippling for the Buckeyes' chances. I mean, they would have a hard time holding on to a playoff spot from that point. Coaching-wise, it's ironic that Harlan Barnett returns to a place that's meant a lot to him as a coach. Some amazing wins he's been a part of at Michigan State. Some real snowball losses he's been a part of also. This is not an Ohio State team, obviously. This is not Jim Trestle. Those, that era is long gone. If Ohio State gets up on Michigan State, folks, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They'll hang 60 if they can. So what can Harlan Barnett and his staff do to keep focus for three hours and not worry about all the other things going on in their life and what's coming for these coaches in a number of weeks now? What they may have moving and shaking off the field. What can they do to focus and put their team in the best position they can to succeed? That may not mean winning the game, but what can they do to play well and get the most out of this team for 60 minutes? They haven't done a lot. They really have not done very much. You've seen signs of hope on the defense. You've seen different flashes here and there, but what can they do for 60 minutes? That's, that's really hard to say. Ohio State has everything rolling, including coaching. I don't think that's going to change this week. This is going to be one to keep an eye out. How quickly does this one get out of hand? Is this one over by the end of the first quarter? Is this one over by half? Look, everything going into this game suggests Ohio State's going to deliver a first-half knockout and probably get a real good chance for some starters to get rest. They've got Minnesota next week and then Michigan. Minnesota is a, a team physically that matches up much better with Ohio State than Michigan State. Look out for this one, folks. This one could get away early. This one could get out of hand. And if it does, it's another measuring stick gone by for Michigan State football. Ohio State has been the measuring stick for Michigan State since Mark D'Antonio got to Michigan State. You've heard Hondo talk about that back in the Spartan Nation days. You've heard people inside the program talk about that. For all the excitement and back and forth with Michigan, no doubt it's the biggest rival for Michigan State football right now. No doubt it's the most bitter rival in the country. But Ohio State is the measuring stick, folks. The D'Antonio Meyer era of the Big Ten is gone. Michigan State did not switch gears well. They're getting ready to shift the gears again. We're going to get an idea Saturday night just how far the Spartans are from the Buckeyes once again and how far the next coach has to bring Michigan State football to once again measure up with the class of the Big Ten, the top team in the country right now, the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll talk about it on Monday on this here Spartan Pride podcast. Take a look around the fans' first sports network. And once again, if something massive breaks, if a real piece of news finally does break on you know what, we'll be back here to talk about it. Otherwise, we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks again for your time. I'll talk to you then.